welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast, hosted by Jessica Knight, a certified life coach who specializes in narcissistic and emotional abuse. This podcast is intended to help you identify manipulative and abusive behavior, set boundaries with yourself and others, and heal the relationship with yourself so you can learn to love in a healthy way. Hello, and thank you so much for being here as always. Today's episode is meant to be a bit of an assessment tool for you to begin to understand emotionally abusive behaviors. And what I find helpful about this or about things like this is that it takes, it's a tool so that you can try and understand what's going on in your own relationship and make the best step moving forward. And so a lot of times when we are feeling the way that we're feeling, we're actually told by the abusive person that we're not seeing it clearly, that we've gotten it wrong, that we are not, the way that we view the world is inaccurate. And so the purpose of this is to begin to shed some light on what's actually happening to give you something that you can use to come back to that my hope is to validate and to give you something that when you are feeling this way, you can come back to it and say, is this what's happening or not? And be able to move through from there. This assessment tool is not, or I'm calling it assessment tool, but it's really just a series of questions that I have. And these questions I'm also going to put on my website, emotionalabusecoach.com so that you can go and look at it if that's easier for you. So again, these series of questions are meant to talk about identifying emotional abuse because often we are so gaslit that we don't see what's happening. And abusive behavior is so covert at times, it's so insidious at times, or it's even extremely overt, but really it it always comes back to a pattern of power, control, and exploitation. And to make sure or to identify that a person is establishing this kind of pattern, it's really important to go back and look at abusive behaviors, but to also go beyond that and to see what is actually happening in this moment. Because we can find that really any behavior can be used as a person to survive abuse or be used as a person to establish power. So this is why so many people think that they are the abusive one is because in a way you can almost like gaslight yourself to say, I must be doing this. And so when we take a step back and look at why this was established, thinking about a lot of the context, the intent, the effect, and looking at the pattern of behaviors, it helps us take a step back from what's actually happening and begin to validate and ungaslight ourselves so that you can make the best decision of what this is and what you want to do moving forward. Again, a lot of people have a really hard time with this. It's a really hard, I think, for anybody to just sit with some of these behaviors and sit with what's happening and not cause ourselves to think, but why did this or, but I did that. Use this to really focus on the behavior so you can begin to ask yourself, is this abuse or not? So let's start with context. Context is what's been happening in the relationship over time. Even what was happening, what was happening immediately before and after a specific behavior occurred. What meaning or history does a certain behavior have given that context? What impact does that context have on your ability to take care of yourself in the relationship? It's important to ask yourself this and to put it into context because often an abusive person will not. And if they do, 
they'll either deny your reality that it actually happened the way that you believe it happened or the context that's there, which is gaslighting, or they'll tell you that you're escalating and that you're making it into something that it's not. We can also look at intent. What are the real, imagined, perceived, expressed, or intuited reasons for the behavior? What's the goal of the behavior? Was the behavior used to establish control or was it used to regain control over themselves? Was it about having their need met even if you couldn't meet it? Like you can think about like getting incessant calls while you're in a work meeting, a busy work meeting, and you don't answer, but effect is anger towards you because you didn't answer, not the fact that you were in the meeting and you were busy and you couldn't. You can also look at the effect. Whose life is smaller as a result of the behavior? Who's being controlled or manipulated, coerced, exploited, hurt? Here's an example. When I lost my cool like that, she finally realized how much she'd been hurting me and allowed me to move back in. Versus when I reacted like that, I felt so ashamed of how I acted that I gave up on the changes I'd been asking for, right? One way of thinking about it is like, is there a reason and intent behind it? Or is there actually humility in the way somebody is acting, even if they don't realize it in the moment, but there is humility there. It doesn't change that the behavior was abusive. And the behavior itself is not the point. That's not what we're looking at. It's determining if the behavior is part of a pattern of power and control over a partner. And this assessment, this group of assessment questions really points it at that. It's about trying to understand and wrap your mind around what is actually happening if you need space to begin to think these things through. I hope that this is helpful. Again, the relationship recovery course, which is now called the Emotional Abuse Recovery course on my website is available if you want to continue to work through some of these behaviors. But I know that I needed a way to think through some of these things. And I hope that this is helpful for you too. As always, you can follow me at Emotional Abuse Coach on Instagram, emotionalabusecoach.com. You can always email me at jessica, jessicanightcoaching.com. 